And God, as we pause here for a moment, we thank you for, God, Christmas Eve morning right now, that we can gather together, focus in on you, that we're not rushing around, shopping, getting last-minute things done. If that's the case, we'll do it later. But right now, we want to put our attention upon you. And so, God, I ask that you bless your word, speak to our hearts, and that your spirit would be here in us, among us, and fill us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, here we are, Christmas Eve morning, and I just love Christmas. I was talking about this the other night on Wednesday when we went through Christmas traditions and and, you know, we decorate for Christmas, right? We have the lights and all the garland and ribbon. And, and it's so pretty. Why? Because it's Jesus' birthday. And we decorated for a party. And the party is for him, for Jesus. And why is that important? Why is Christmas such a huge thing, right? I mean, within our own families, we, 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 have, we celebrate birthdays, we'll decorate, you know, for a family member when their birthday comes, we'll, we'll surprise them even, we'll get gifts, well, all that, well, well they're important to us. And, and, you know, we are here because uh, Jesus ha- is important to us, and he has done something very awesome and great. And that's what it's about. Christmas was when Jesus was born when he came to this earth. And with Christmas, understand this, Christmas changes everything. Christmas changed everything when he came. After Christmas, a little boy told his uncle, thank you so much for the harmonica you gave me. That was the best Christmas present ever. It changed everything. Well, the uncle asked him, oh, well, do you know how to play the harmonica? That's so great. Do you know how to play it now? Well, the little boy answered and said, oh, I don't play it at all, actually. You see, my mom gives me a dollar every day to not play it. (laughs) And my dad gives me $5 a week to not play it at night. Your gift changed everything. I'm rich now. (laughs) Well, I guess that present changed everything. But Jesus, when he was born, yes, it, it changed the lives of Joseph and Mary. Of course, they became parents. But it changed everything. His coming changed everyone's lives who believes in him. I like something that evangelist Louis Palaos once said. He said, one encounter with Jesus Christ is enough to change you instantly forever. Amen? It's so true. I know that in my life. I've experienced that, that my encounter with Jesus has changed my life. So the birth of Jesus this Christmas, it is really a pivotal uh, point in history when Jesus came that Christmas. Christmas changed everything. That's the title of our message this morning. We're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. Uh, uh, if you have your phones or your tablets, click over to Matthew 1, 21. If you don't have a Bible, we have some in the back you can grab. 
But today, we're going to just look at this one verse, this one verse. And we're going to begin here uh, looking at the baby's identity. But let's first read the whole uh, verse here. Uh, Matthew chapter 1, verse 21 says, She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. That's what we're covering here this morning. But first of all, we're going to see the baby's identity. The baby's identity. Now, the first part of verse 21 says, She will bear a son. Now, who is she? She is Mary, of course. We understand. We know Mary. And here, as we come into this passage, Mary is pregnant with a baby. And so God sent the angel to explain to Joseph what's going on here. And the angel explains that, you know what, this is a work of God that's going on. This is a miracle that Mary is pregnant right now. And Mary is going to, she's been chosen to bring in a special baby. Mary, we see here, she will bear, will give birth to what? A baby boy. But this is not just any baby boy that is being born in the world. This baby is the son, not just a son, but the son Actually, he is the son, the long-awaited Messiah. That's why this angel shows up. That's why this is being explained here. Now, the writer of the Gospel, Matthew, he actually adds a little comment that all that is happening here is actually a fulfillment of Scripture. So if you look down at verse uh, 22, he adds this little comment here. He said, all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. And you know who the prophet was? Isaiah. And this comes from Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. And Matthew quotes it, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. We've been seeing that, right? Emmanuel, God with us. And that's what he writes, which means God with us at the end of that verse. So this angel comes to tell Mary, look, it's not just any baby boy. It's the son. It's the Messiah. And we see here Matthew quoting a messianic prophecy in the Old Testament that this is the Messiah being born. That's why this is so amazing. This is... This baby is the Messiah, the Son of God. And we got to take note of that because normally, right, when someone has a baby, an angel doesn't show up and say, hey, you know, this is what your baby's going to be about. No, this, this is why all this is happening, because this is very important. Especially if, if, you're, a, if you're a Jewish woman, you know, uh, back then in the ancient times, uh, many women long to be the mother of the Messiah. And you know what happened here is Mary has been chosen to carry and birth the Messiah. And that's what's exciting here. That's why the angel comes here. Matter of fact, uh, we know in Luke uh, chapter 2, uh, 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 an 
Uh, well, you know, an angel came to her, and then Luke chapter 2, the Lord tells her that she's the one. She's the chosen one. She's the one that's going to carry the Messiah. And she, in Luke chapter 2, she breaks into this praise song, worshiping God. She says, my soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. So she knows this. And the angel comes to make it clear to Joseph that the Messiah, the Son of God, the baby's identity is Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. This is who Mary is birthing. And so we see here right at the very first part of this verse, the baby's identity. You know, I was kind of thinking about this how um, in today, right, in our modern day, uh, uh, mothers-to-be can get an ultrasound, right? And at a certain number of weeks, you go to doctor, they do an ultrasound, technology today, and you can find out the gender of the baby. And then today, right, maybe some of you guys have like the gender reveal parties. And people have all different ways that they do that and the gender revealed, boy or girl. I think I remember for... Manu, if I get this right, it was actually at, at uh, Riley's birthday party and they had cupcakes. And there's one special cupcake that was to be broken open and the, the, uh, the color of the, not the frosting, but the filling that was inside would determine pink for girl, blue for boy. And so at the, uh, Riley's birthday party, they had cupcakes and everything, and it came time to, re- to make the reveal, and it was broken open, and it was blue, and there it was. We knew Manu was to come a baby boy. Well, I, I think this is amazing. The angel comes and does a gender reveal <laughs> to Mary here to tell her it's going to be a boy, and guess what? It goes all along, or to, to Joseph, he's telling her, you know, it's, it's going with what was told Mary, what's going along, that the Messiah is going to be coming. That Joseph and Mary, that they're going to have a baby boy. And who is that? The Messiah, the Son of God. I, you know, I was thinking about these Christmas carols that we sing. And you know what? I remember when I first came to the Lord, and, and, you know, I'd grown up with Christmas carols, and we all have. But when I came to the Lord, all of a sudden, the words of these songs are like, whoa, there's so much meaning in that. It, it just struck me. Well, I was just seeing them, not knowing what it really meant, but it just struck me. It's like this morning, we sang, angels from the realms of glory, wing your flight or all the earth. Ye who sang creation's story, now proclaim, what? Messiah's birth. And that's what this angel is doing. That's what the angel is doing. He's, he's coming in. Gender reveal here, but not just that. The baby's identity. That this is the Messiah. This is the Son of God who's coming, who's been the awaited one, who's going to change everything. Who's come now. And Mary has been chosen to be the one to carry this baby. This, this is God's plan coming to pass. Think about that. The Jews have been waiting so long. The world's been waiting so long. But God's plan is now being fulfilled. What he said in his word in the New, Old Testament is coming to pass now. It's being fulfilled. 
The revealed by the angel said the Messiah has come. Basically, this is it. This is the time. And I think about, this is it. This, what the angel is telling Joseph, was the time that things are going to change now. That the world is going to be different with Jesus coming. And let me say this today. Will you let God change your life? Will you let this Christmas be a time where your life changes? Maybe you haven't been following the Word of God. Maybe your life doesn't reflect that when you say, well, I'm a Christian, I'm a believer. Maybe you're online listening and you realize, you know, on my life, actually I just accepted Jesus, but I haven't changed anything. Well, God wants to change your life now. And we want to put that into our hearts, into our minds, into our life. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is what? A new creation, right? The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All things are new. That's what God does when he comes into life. He changes. And this is what's happening with the Messiah, the Son of God, the baby's identity here when he came into this world. Christmas changed everything. The Messiah being born was Christmas changing everything. Let's go to the second thing we see in this verse is the baby's name. We see the baby's name. It goes on here, and you shall call his name Jesus. Now, I like this because the baby or, or, or the angel gives Joseph and Mary the name for the baby. I mean, if, if your parents and you have kids, you know the discussions that we've had, right? Well, what are, you gonna, what, what are we going to name this baby? Oh, I like this. I don't like that, you know. And the, the other spouse says, no, I, I like this. And the other side says, no, I don't like that. And sometimes it goes on and on and on and on and on and on. But here the angel makes it really easy for Joseph and Mary, right? He comes in and says, I got the name for you. You don't even have to think about it. I have the name for you. His name is Jesus. The baby is coming already named, right? Because this is the Messiah. This is the Son of God. Now, Jesus, the name Jesus in the Greek is uh, ESO, I-E-S-O-U. That's the Greek. But it's, it's really taken from the Hebrew. It's like a transliteration where they take the Hebrew and kind of turn it into the Greek. And the Hebrew word is Yeshua. So Jesus, which is our English, is taken from the Greek Yeso, which was taken from the Hebrew, which is Yeshua, which, which means... Yahweh saves, or God saves. So the name of the baby is Jesus. And what's this telling us? It's telling us that Jesus, him, this baby, is the saving one. He's the one who saves. He's the one who's come to save. He's the saving one. You know, some think, well, Jesus is his first name. Christ is a last name. But back then, remember, there wasn't last names, right? Uh, uh, Peter from Galilee or, or, or wherever, Jesus of Nazareth, right? That's why it was like that in the ancient times. Well, Jesus is his name, but Christ is more like a 
title, his identity, like we said. Christ means the Messiah, basically, the anointed one, really. So we see the Messiah, we know, in prophecy, he was to come to save. And here's Jesus now. He is the saving one. The Messiah came to save, to rescue us. So his name tells us Jesus is our Savior. And let me say this. If God sends the Savior, if God sends Jesus to be born on Christmas, then that's telling us that he's the only one who can save, right? Follow me on this. That's important because Jesus, no, nothing else, no one else, he's the only one that can save. He is the saving one. Acts chapter 4, right? Verse uh, 12 tells us that. And there is no... There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. So understand this today. Maybe you're listening in. Maybe you, you, you've never heard this story. Maybe you never understood. Maybe you think that, well, there's different religions, and I'll, I'll check out Christianity here. I'll listen, or I'll, I'll come in here and come to a Christian church. But you know what? I want you to see that Jesus is the saving one, and he's the only one that can save. And so it's important to know the baby's name, Jesus tells us that. He is the saving one. He is the Savior. You know, I got this book the other day. It, um, it, it, it was a book on, like, uh, uh, health and nutrition. It was actually kind of probing why, like, uh, different people groups in the world say like the Japanese guys in Okinawa live so long and it was written by a doctor actually and and it was all about health and nutrition and kind of gets into the detail of of how your body uh, uh, takes in nutrients and different foods and all this and and I'm, I'm still going through it's hard to understand because it's written by this doctor so I, I asked this doctor friend of mine he's retired I said Hey, I, I, I came across this book. I was wondering if you could look at it and explain it to me. Or, or just tell me what you think. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. So, so he, he ordered a book. He got the book. And still waiting for his reply. And I'm still going through it. Through, too. But I thought, you know what? I, I got to ask him, my doctor friend, about this book written by a doctor about your doctor stuff. Yeah, about your body and everything. Now, understand, I didn't asked my other friend to look at this book. I didn't go to him. Why? Because he's in construction, right? <laughs> right? I'll ask him for, hey, I'm remodeling my house. What do you think about this? Or, or how would you do this? I mean, I'll ask him for construction, things like that, but not about my body, you know. He might say, oh, just put a nail in it. No, but oh, you know, kind of thing, right? We go to the appropriate person, right? If there's something wrong with our body, if we're sick, we go to the doctor, right? We don't go to the dentist unless it has to do with our teeth. And so even in the, in the, in the medical area, there's, there's specialists you go to, right? A skin person, you know, a neurologist, or all on and on it goes, a heart specialist. Well, think about this. When it comes to our salvation, when it comes to our soul, when it comes to issues of heaven and hell, 
in spiritual things, shouldn't we go to the one who made us? Shouldn't we go to the one who knows how to get to heaven? Shouldn't we go to the one who created our life, gave us purpose? Shouldn't we go to the one who gave us breath? Shouldn't we go to that one? God. we got to go to God. And then think about this now. Let me attach this. God, right, has Jesus being born to be that one and only Savior. So shouldn't we go to Jesus? He was sent specifically, right, to talk to us about God, salvation, who we are, what we need to do before the Lord, what our lives are about, how God created us. So shouldn't we go to Jesus, the saving one, to find salvation, to find out even what is life about? God created us for a person, for a purpose. So we need to do that. I was thinking about how uh, later in the book of Matthew, in chapter 7, um, that after Jesus was Paul teaching the Sermon on the Mount, you know what the, the, it said? Matthew wrote that the crowds were amazed at Jesus' teaching. Why? Because they say Jesus taught as with authority. Why was that? Because Jesus is the one who saves. He's our Savior. He's the Messiah. He knows. He came from heaven to the earth, right? They're hearing from the source. It's not a repeat. The people are like, oh, he doesn't teach like the Pharisee guys, yeah? The Pharisee is just repeating. And one commentator said that, oh, those guys are like an echo. They weren't the voice, the original voice. And I love that thought. So the baby's name, Jesus, tells us he's the saving one, so shouldn't we go to him and find out how are we to be saved? How do we get to heaven? What does that mean to be saved? So will you go to the Savior this year? Will you go to Jesus? Will you go to him and find out, listen to him and hear how to get there? I mean, he is the way, the truth, and the life, right? And he knows. He would be the one with the right directions. It's been told um, how Billy Graham, the famous evangelist, was in this small town, and he wrote a letter to Ruth, his wife, and he always kept in contact everywhere he went. And he wrote a letter, put stamps on it, but he didn't know how to get to the post office. So he found a boy that was walking by on the street and asked him, um, how do you get to the post office? I want to mail this letter to my wife. So after getting directions, well, Billy Graham thought, well, I'm going to invite him to the crusade, to the evangelistic meeting. And so he, he invites him and he says, you know what? You can hear me telling everyone how to get to heaven. Well, the boy responded by turning down the invitation saying, I don't think I'll be there. You don't even know your way to the post office. <laughs> but we know there's only one way, and that's for Jesus, and he knows. He is the way, the truth, and the life. So we see the baby's identity here. We see the baby's name. And finally this morning, we see number three, the baby's mission. The baby's mission. Now, I'm going to read the verse again. She will bear a son, 
That's the baby's identity. And you shall call his name Jesus, the, the baby's name, for he will save his people from their sins. So there's the baby's mission. We're given the mission here. The angel says this final word which connects it all, really, right? The son, the, 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 the savior, his name, Yeshua, uh, all of it comes together as he says this last thing, for he will save his people from their sins. So Jesus came as our savior to save us from our sins. And let me put it this way. He came to save us from that which we could not save ourselves. We can't. There's no way. There's no way we can save ourselves from our own sins. So the baby was born for this mission to take care of our sins. And really what we're talking about is the atonement for our sins, right? A way to be forgiven our sins. And as I prayed, we understand that. Jesus was born a baby boy, but he eventually grew up. He eventually grew up and did ministry, taught the word of God, taught how to be saved, uh, uh, taught about the Lord. And then what? He suffered and died on the cross. And that's how he saves us from our sins. We know this verse, John 3.16, right? It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, uh, his one and only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. What does gave mean? God the Father gave up his son to come to this earth. He came from heaven to come here. To what? To die. God sent his son to fulfill this plan, to die, to make atonement for our sins, to pay the penalty for the consequences for our sins. And in that, when he died, when he rose again, then in that, when we believe in that work that he has done, then we can be saved. This is God's love, you guys. Just as John 3.16 says, God so loved the world. Why would Jesus want to even come here, right? Why would Jesus even come to this dirty earth, yeah? From heaven. Think about heaven, right? Why would he, this sin-filled earth? It's because of love. And he came to serve us. He came to do this for us, to give his life as a sacrifice for us. Matthew twenty twenty eight says, Even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. You know, I was thinking about this ransom. He was the ransom. His life was to pay the ransom because we were in bondage. We were taken captive in our own sins. We were caught up and we could not free ourselves. No matter how hard we try, no matter the things we do, no matter the programs we go through, the only way to be truly set free is through Jesus Christ. See, Jesus died on the cross. He rose again from the dead and he conquered sin. He conquered death in that way. And in that, we can be truly free and set free, released from our own sins. Jesus being born really can be summed up in these two words of Matthew 20, 28. Serve and give. That's what the Lord did. He came to serve and give his life. That is God's love. So lastly here, 
the baby's mission is to save us, yeah? to deliver us from our own sin. I was thinking about one of the most beautiful songs at Christmas we hear is uh, Mary, Did You Know? You guys like that one? I love that. It's a beautiful song, right? And I love the words. It says, Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on water? Mary, did you know that your baby boy would save our sons and daughters? Did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new? That child you delivered will soon deliver you. Powerful. Amazing, these words that we, we hear every year we sing. Do you see why Christmas changed everything? Christmas changes everything. People can finally be forgiven and be free of their own sin. Now, I like to read this every Christmas because I, I think it says everything about Jesus and him coming to this earth. Someone put it this way. If our greatest need had been information, God would have sent us an educator. If our greatest need had been technology, God would have sent us a scientist. If our greatest need had been money, God would have sent us an economist. If our greatest need had been pleasure, God would have sent us an entertainer. But our greatest need was forgiveness. So God sent a Savior. Can you see now all that God did on Christmas? Can you understand now? Can you see how Jesus, you know what, was born to die? Can you see the love, the love of God that is pouring out here, the love of God for you, for me? Christmas. It should change us. You know, uh, um, I was reading NASA. NASA scientists, they, they found from satellite images now that in the month of December, that the U.S., the lights in the U.S. at night are 50% brighter. Isn't that cool? You know why, right? Out of any time of the year, it's December. The U.S. is the brightest. It's because all the lights everyone put, put up. Well, I pray that this December, that the light of love, the light of Jesus Christ, will light up your heart and change you. Change everything. Change how you approach. Change how you get into Christmas. Change in your understanding of who you are in Christ. Because without Jesus, you know what? It's like the lights. It'd be the same all year. Without Jesus, no Christmas, no change. Let me close with this. In 1988, 16-year-old Anissa was diagnosed with a rare form of leukemia. Doctors said only a bone marrow transplant after chemotherapy and radiation treatment would save her life. Well, neither parents nor brother was a match and no other donors were available and the outlook didn't look good for her. Praying for a miracle, the parents, already in an older age, they, they actually got pregnant, had another child. 
And the baby's bone marrow matched. So when baby sister Marissa was 14 months year old, 14 months old, doctors took some marrow and gave it to the older sister, Anissa. And guess what? Anissa made a full recovery from leukemia. Both sisters are alive today and lead healthy lives. Marissa, the younger one, says this, Without me being a perfect match for my sister, she would not be here. You know what? I would not be here without Jesus. We would not be here without Jesus. Without the baby being born on Christmas, none of this would be happening this morning. And you know what? No one would be saved of their sins. There's no other person that can save us. There's no one else that can save us from our sins. And that's why with Jesus we celebrate him. And that's why Christmas changed everything. Let's pray. Lord, as we (coughs) close up here today, God, I pray for anyone who uh, doesn't know you that this Christmas will be the Christmas that they do come to know you. Lord, I, I pray for your touch, God that you would call and draw people to you, that even our hearts this morning be drawn toward you, that we would come back tonight because of you, Lord, that perhaps we're being changed and we'll make change of plans to come tonight because it's about you, Lord. It's not just some tradition. It's not just some holiday, family get-together or church event, but it's to honor you, Jesus, because you changed everything. Lord, as um, as I pray, God, I pray for hearts to maybe be rededicated to you, recommitted, God. I pray for anyone who's never received you, that this would be the moment to receive Jesus. As your eyes are closed right now and hearts bow before him, If you want to receive Jesus this morning, if you want to recommit your life to him, I want you to just put your hand up. Put your hand up if you want to receive Jesus. God bless you. God bless you too. Even Keiki, God bless you guys. Anyone else want to receive Jesus here? Anyone else? Those of you who raised your hands, God sees that. He sees your heart in your hand being up. You could put your hand down. Let me lead you guys in a prayer. Uh, You can repeat after me in your heart or out loud, but repeat after me. Dear Jesus, thank you for coming to this earth. Thank you for Christmas. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me now. I believe you came to die on the cross. I believe you rose again. And now I accept you into my heart. I pray that you will fill me with your Holy Spirit. And as I do, 
I give you my life. In Jesus' name, amen.